This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary at Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Senior on the halfway line might try and slip Charlie Brown in. Here he comes down the right hand side, got a few yards of space. Oh, and Senior, lovely reverse ball, he's in here. Ball across yeah, into the back brilliant, of there. That's a fantastic counter attacking move. And the Shrimps have opened the scoring after just three and a half minutes. And it's Jack Garner from close range poaching two goals last Saturday against Crawley. Opens the scoring inside the first five minutes here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium. And what a great move that was, too. Down the right hand side, Charlie Brown involved, Joel Cena involved, slipped it in, and it was on a plate for Jed Garner. Couldn't miss really, and it's Morecambe 1, Sutton United 0. So, what, it's a great goal that. It's a lovely one too from Joel Cena, and you know, Charlie Brown just to slide Joel in perfectly as well. And lovely cross from Joel as well, and you know, easy for Jed to tap in, and it's a, it's a great start for us, looking, looking very bright and positive. Tell you what, Charlie Brown's really occupying that wing, taking that left back out. Joel driving at him, 1-2, great goal. Adam Malaki, Sondered as well to get it back on the second phase. Adams slips it in, Charlie oh. Brown's here, through one-on-one, oh. hits the post. Flag was up, was it? No. no. Hit the goalkeeper. Was that the keeper saving yeah, it? Yeah, Bazuna's save. Joe Adams done great to get the ball back there, Dave to Sunder as well, and lovely ball through from Adams. and. Uh, one-on-one for Charlie Brown, it's difficult, I don't think he could quite get the ball out of his feet and Bazunas just tried coming round it, didn't he? He tried yeah. to open his body up and hit it left foot. Bazunas does well to stand there and uh, I think it just comes off Bazunas' knee as uh, Charlie Brown just gets a bit on it. But again, one pass is all it took and we were in. Hopefully we can capitalise, Joe Adams has picked up a loose ball in the middle of the park, he's 20 yards out, Joe Adams slips it in, hits oh, away on Edwards, finds it back oh, in there, the referee is going to pull that one back as the assistant has got his flag up over on the far side, it was a delicious move by Joe Adams through the middle of the park and Guion Edwards just mistimed his run by a fraction, but what a move and what a goal that would have been. It would have been excellent. Well, well as we've seen there, the, the gaps are opening, we've got to get opportunities this half, so like that we need to put them away, well played by Joe. Slew might try and drive to the byline perhaps instead. Leon Edwards has got some space here. That's a shot away as well. That was a stinging effort. And low down to his right hand side. That's a nice tip round the post for a corner by Bazanis. Certainly United in the or on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area, get the crossing towards the back post. Butiman might be interested in that. Eastman, oh, a big chance. That was a, a big good chance. chance. Massive chance. Got there. it down. We need to skies it over the bar. We need to stop these coming as a team, don't we? We do, you know what? It's, it's hard for Dave because over his head he can't stop no, the header yeah, back down. Yeah, not do a not do a Dave. I mean, as a team, we need to stop the opportunities coming in our box. Yeah, find kite at source. But then Eastman had a lot of time as a well. A lot with of that time. One. I don't think he realised quite how much time he no, has. No. Free kick taken quickly. See, yeah. Good I, defending. I don't, I don't get that. No, I don't. Slow. Go on, here we go. Have a break here we go. Here is Jed Garner one against one with Ben Goodliffe. Garner angle a bit tight, goes across the keeper, oh, and that's a good. nice save down to his left hand side by Bizanis. I think Jed probably did all he could there yeah. from a tight angle and a good stop. Yeah, good stop from Bizanis there. Jed didn't have a lot on, no one else up with him, but like JJ said, I can't understand Sutton trying to take the quick free kick there. You know, they try to take the quick free kick, it's lose like it. They're and trying to put round pegs to square holes. Load yeah. it in, load it in the box. But we'll take it. We'll take, yeah, we'll take 100%, it. 100%, yeah. See, like, they're just not. Yeah. Greg Eastman. 
foot race. Joel's Joel no way that will run. Go on. Jed Garner's clean through here. Flag stays down. Oh. Garner couldn't take it round the keeper and he needed to put the game to bed there. He was too casual there was Jed Garner. He just tried to dummy it round the keeper and slip it in. And that was a golden opportunity wasted to make it 2-0 Morgan. But here we come again and Jordan oh. slew not far wide out for a goal kick. It's it's absolutely that needed to find the back of the net. Brilliant play from Joel Senior there, you know, to, to knock it around here and really switch the afterburners on there. It's unbelievable. People don't realise how Joel, quick Joel is. He's, he's probably one of the quickest in the team, would say. But it's what a pass not. as well to find yeah. him. But yeah, Great Jed, Jed just couldn't quite find his feet. It was almost like he was surprised that it come into him and he had so much time. But I don't think he, he knew whether to take it around the keeper or just finish it no. first He time. tried to ball roll it and it looked like it might have bubbled up yeah. as he's ball rolled it and he couldn't get the connection on it. He, would have wanted. It was a massive opportunity for us. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Goal kick, Shrimps taken by the left boot of Archie Mayer as the referee, Peter Wright, brings proceedings to a close. And finally, at the seventh time of asking, Morgan manager Jed Brannan finally gets his first League Two victory at home as permanent manager of the Shrimps. It was a bit nervy in the second half, but we got the job done thanks to Jed Garner's goal in the fourth minute. A lovely move down the right-hand side involving Charlie Brown and Joel Senior. Joel Senior on the overlap, squared the ball and Garner two yards out. Couldn't really miss. Jed Garner probably had three chances to put the game to bed in the second half. Most notably when he was put clean through on goal in the last ten minutes. Also from Senior, but he fluffed his lines. Certain United puffed and puffed, couldn't blow the door down and finally we've got that vital home win that Jed Brown has been craving. Morecambe won, Sutton United nil at full time. JJ McKinnon and Stuart Moore alongside us on Shrimps Live this Saturday afternoon and JJ a battle but we just about got over the line but we well, deserved the win. Um, I think we deserved the win. If I'm being honest, watching it from the start it looked like quite a, kind of really close to that win didn't we? Do you not, yeah. do you not agree? Like um I didn't feel they really put much pressure on us. Even in even in the last minute, they stuck a few balls in the box. I didn't, I didn't feel there was much to worry about. Um, bar, bar the free kicks on the edge at the start as well. We said when we went 1-0 up really early in the game, though, didn't we, that we needed that second goal, and that, that really takes the shackles off, doesn't it? But it didn't quite happen for us. No, nah, it didn't. And when you're only 1-0 up, you run the risk of conceding late. And it just sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbles when you concede late but yeah we did do that today but we got the win three points on to the next makes Tuesday an absolutely massive game now with the run that we had at home and it was six games without tasting victory in League 2 at home was that playing on the players minds at all that we, we couldn't get the win and then another game goes by and another game goes by or, or is it just one game at a time if I'm being honest uh, I was injured most of that period so when you're not I in wasn't the, blaming you already. no 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 no, no. But what I'm saying is um, when you're not in the changing room you, you don't you don't feel it but if I put it back to at the start of the season when we couldn't get an away win I don't think it's I don't think it's that at all I think um, sometimes you just don't get the rubber of the green like the gaffer said and today we got the rubber of the green and hopefully we can kick on from this and we're in a great position to fight for the playoffs now just makes me excited to get back Stu, this is your first win on commentary as well, the jinx has been lifted finally. It's, it's finally been lifted, you know what, it was getting to that stage where I was thinking, I'm going to have to stop doing this soon. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's having JJ along, it's lifted the spirits, but... Oh, maybe, no, maybe. You know Helping what? the top team anywhere I can. Well, exactly, exactly, <laughs> but you know what, I think 
today it's you know it's a well-deserved win and you know we definitely could have won by more goals and we've had opportunities to do so as JJ said they haven't really troubled Archie too much today he's had a couple of saves and obviously he's done well he's had a few few moments where the ball was very close to the strikers on and around his feet but he's done excellent with it and you know what he deserves a clean sheet and it's been a it's been a very solid performance from us today if we would have put the game to bed with an extra goal, would it have made it a, an easier watch for us? Yeah, it would have done, but at the end of the day, it's three points, and that's the main thing that matters. Clean sheet for Archie Mayer on his 22nd birthday, so he's going to be absolutely delighted about that, but it's the life of a striker, isn't it, JJ, with Jed Garner poaching. Great finish from a great move early in the first half, and then he's going to be, again, having nightmares about... He can't score in front of the Halo Terrace, can he? <laughs> well, I always say... People, people poo-poo a bit of them, the poaching goals, but they are so important to any football team when you get in them attacking positions to have someone there. Um, I think that's another thing, going back to that question earlier, that fan said, there's something you might not see as a supporter playing, but like just getting in them positions is so crucial to a team, and it's won us the game today. And despite the fact he did miss those chat, and it's going to be good, he did certainly the, the one towards the end, clean through, just needed to get anything on it, it was probably in the back of the net. The fact remains that Jed Garner has scored the winning goal for us two weekends in a row. Yeah, he'll be gutted with that opportunity, but on the flip side, he's won us the game, he's, he's the main man today, so um, yeah, he'll, yeah. So what does this do then, gents, for the, for, the, for the morale in the camp? There's been a lot of upheaval, hasn't there, in the last four, five, six weeks, both in the squad, both in the coaching staff. There's been loads and loads going on. We all know against the backdrop of, of everything else going on. But what does back-to-back -back wins do for the confidence of the squad? Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a big thing for the team, you know, back-to-back -back wins, as you say. And, you know, as I've said throughout this period where we've had the players go and new players come in, every game we're getting better and better and every game and every training session the team are gelling more so you know back-to-back -back wins it just proves you know that we can do it and that we are we have got the ability to beat these teams so you know hopefully we can get a bit of a run going now and really push towards those playoffs because there's no reason why we can't and you know we've got an excellent team and excellent squad so um yeah as long as we keep believing and we keep keep doing everything we can then there's no reason why we can't achieve this season and as we said jay there's about 10, 11, 12 teams all bunched up in, in the middle part of League 2. There's only about half a dozen points separating loads of teams. So if somebody can go on a run, there's no reason why it can't be us. You never know. Exactly. Um, I think some people are so quick to when you lose be, oh, it's over, it's over. But this is a, such a weird league and you can you can go two or three games without winning a game. You get three points and you're, you're, you're back in it. And then you win back-to-back -back games, you just absolutely fly up the table. So, like I said, it's a weird league and it's it's not over till it's over. Busy few weeks coming up, gents. Tranmere on Tuesday. Jed's going to be well up for that. I mean, this is well before both of your time, of course. He played about 300 games as a player for Tranmere before they sold him to Manchester City for three quarters of a million pounds, which was in 1997, a lot of money back in the day. He's going to be buzzing to go back and he's going to want to do a number on him as well. Yeah, he is. He is. He's going to want to do a number on him. It's a massive game. It's a massive game for us. And we win that. It puts us in a beautiful position. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's, it's going to be one close to his heart and one that he's massively going to want to win I mean obviously you want to win every game but obviously that just means a little bit more to him but you know as we've said before if we can get a run going now then why not let's start it now and try to get you know as many points on the board as we can four points off the top seven with a game in hand excellent exactly that like I said if we go to Tramir Tuesday we win we got an absolutely huge game against Wimbledon the weekend because that's 
in, in my eyes, the seventh spot is really the spot that's up for grabs. There's, like mm. I said, loads of teams bunched together. Um, and that's the one that's really up for grabs. So I haven't seen the results today, so I don't know how it's gone. But, yeah, that's the one. That's what we're aiming for. We just need to keep, just keep winning. Simple as that. I think as well, hopefully there's a bit of a break in the weather now. and We are yeah. able to get that momentum. There's no more games called off. Or, you know, hopefully we can. Yes, it's a congested fixture, but sometimes that can work in your favour as well you just sort of get into that rhythm and you've got no time to think so you go out on the pitch and you just do what you've got to do you don't overthink things and you just go play play the best football you can so hopefully that will work in our favour as well and finally before you go gents so just have an injury update on from both of you JJ you said about six weeks how's the rehab gone so far yeah looking at about six weeks I've been in a boot for well it'll be six weeks Monday um had my scan yesterday out the boot um, looking all good but of course you um, barring complications should be back in six weeks but obviously that's things can happen from there on in so I just need to make sure rehab are up and professional in my rehab and then we'll um, take it there but I'm excited to get back how close are you to actually kicking the ball I actually I haven't been told the time but I, I'm going around three four weeks so it's, um, it's more sort of body work and fitness yeah, work at the moment at the moment it's more ankle work and fit, uh, body work and then we'll build into the running which should be soon hopefully fingers crossed and then we'll build into training to play getting fit crossed, and that's the hardest thing getting fit well that's it I mean we saw Donald Love he, he was close to a return and he had a setback she was getting closer and he had a setback that's so, exactly so what you, I don't you've got want. to take it one day at a time I suppose. yeah exactly and, and I'm sad it happened to Stuart but, but it happening to Stuart and Donald it makes you think as you're injured right that's, that's almost God's warning that you take should time. yeah take it not take time but take it make sure you do it properly mm. that's the biggest thing so so end of March back for the running be like a new signing are yeah. you going to hopefully mid to end March mid to end March I'm, look, I'm looking for because um, yeah we'll see but it'll be um, be good I'm really excited to get back and help the team push to the playoff spots I hope I, I could be the difference I suppose with Joe Adams playing really well Jake Taylor keeping it's going to be a tough midfield it's going to be tight to get back in the it's, team it's, isn't it's, it? a, it's a lot of um, spaces a lot of um, there's, there's not there's a lot of players basically so a lot of players fighting for a shirt so it's not going to be easy but I'm going to enjoy the challenge and I'm going to enjoy mostly playing with these boys and Stuart you're still on track for well, the revised target yeah the revised target so still looking sort of end of March start of April I, I believe um, obviously physios might tell me different but it's, it's one of those obviously want to go back as quick as I can but just so got to make sure that it's right it's it's frustrating it's been a long time and you know I don't want to come back too soon and obviously do it again because it would just put all this work to waste so you know every day I'm doing everything right and I have done all the way along so yeah it needed a little bit more time to heal but it's just one of those things I think you know it, you'd rather do that now than obviously spend another you know multiple months out and do it again so yeah hopefully fingers crossed everything's uh, plain sailing now and you know all run smoothly Gents, thanks for your company today. Really, really appreciate it. I hope you had fun today, JJ. Yeah, it's good. Um, first experience commentating. It's actually, um, yeah, it was a good crack, to be fair. So, you, man um, you, you, managed to, uh, you managed to keep all the naughty words in your pocket as well. Oh, yeah, went. yeah. No, that was a tough thing. <laughs> that was tough. But I um, tried to subconsciously keep telling myself, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Get me through the game. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was um, really enjoyable. Thank you for having me. No, thanks. Th thank you for coming. Hopefully you can come back on again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in the near future. Have a, have a word with that guy called Matt Smith, enemy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, midfielder JJ McKinnon and goalkeeper Stuart Moore. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Go and celebrate with the team. Uh, it's going to be a happy dressing room. Nice yeah, one. Very happy. Pleasure. Great to be here, Dave. Thank you very much indeed. Well, JJ, first home winners manager. You must be delighted. I am. It's great to get, to get the win and obviously in front of our own fans and uh, get it, keep us on this little run that we're on at the minute. How do you feel at the minute? 
I always keep saying I'm buzzing. My missus always says, don't say buzzing. No, I'm really, really happy, to be honest. I'm, I'm made up the way the lads played today. The way we created so many chances in the game. We could have went on to win four or five today quite easily. We scored a goal again, same as last week. We've looked at it, it was onside. I just don't know the, the lines we can get it wrong because he put his flag up. As soon as, as soon as the ball was struck, he put his flag up. So I'm thinking, must be offside. I had to look at it and he's a yard or two onside. It's just, it's not good enough. On the positive side, the goal that won the game in the fourth minute, what a goal it was. How how well it was worked down that right-hand side. We worked on that all week, to be fair. Fitzy's had them uh, attacking them. We knew that was their weakness, getting getting down the flanks at them, and we, and we did. And it, it came off, and it nearly came off again with Charlie Brown two minutes later. Very cut inside, and obviously the keeper made a very good save on it. Jed Garner, he's third in two to, to get the win. He could have had a couple more as well. Yeah, everyone's saying he should have scored that one at the end. He'd done everything right, to be honest. Just hit the bobble. He actually sent the keeper the wrong way, so we would have had a tap into his net, but it happens. But as long as he keeps getting the positions and we're creating chances, that's the main thing. One thing that must have pleased you was that was a very different game to win at Crawley last week because they played football today, sort of bottom of the league, but they, they worked really hard. They made it hard for you as well, and you had to show some fighting spirit. Definitely, when he was before the game we said it's going to be a really really tough game and if we're not on top of our game we'll get turned over like we did against Colchester but we were we turned up well and we were picking up a lot of second balls we knew that the first the first balls they had win most of them and it was all about where the ball landed and where, if we were on top of it and we was it's, I thought Stokes seemed to do that really well with the height they had up front and we, we picked jumped up with a big man and just kept up the, the second balls and got us playing again and Sometimes when you score early like you did today that sometimes makes it harder for you, doesn't it? Because it sort of wounds them to get back into it quickly. It does, yeah. But saying that, the longer the game goes on, they're going to have to start taking chances to try and get back in the game. And obviously, that's when we're really at our best when we counter sack teams and catch them on the break. And it nearly worked a few times, second half. Up to 43 points now. You've got a game on Tuesday against Tranmere, your old stomping ground. As we said last week, the game against Warsaw's called off. A win there, and you're right up there. Yeah, definitely. We've looked at the fixtures over the last, over the next couple of weeks, and we've said we've got to run together here. We're not, we're, no one's really noticing us at the minute, so we're just climbing nicely. Hopefully, we can get a few wins and put us right in the playoff positions. At this stage of the season, there is always a team that climbs, a team that always falls. At the minute, you're the, one of the climbing teams, as you just said there. Nobody's really noticing. Is that is that good for you? You like that? Yeah, no one's really talking about your Addy, so when there's no spotlight on you, you seem to just get get on with things and obviously that's what we're doing. Good win last week, good win today. And as you say, um, Tramia Tuesday, hopefully go there and get a win as well. How much are you looking forward to that one at Tramia? I can't wait to be honest, obviously since it's over, it's the one I've been looking forward to the most, obviously I've done 10 years there, so it'd be nice to go back and see what, see what this, how much stick I get off the fans. <laughs> and three points there, as you say, 43, if you got to 46, you know, you're definitely safe. It's onwards, upwards. Well, you say we're definitely safe. I'm, I'm not like that. I say we get three more points and we've got a good chance of being safe then. So that's when we can look up and start pushing up for the table. Obviously, I'm not being negative. I'm just being looking at the mats and if, they, if the two bottom teams put a big run together, they'll, they'll, they'll put us under pressure. But if we can get another win, I'm sure we'll be safe with that. No foreign rush and say, was he injured? Yeah, he was injured, and to be fair, he's been sick as well. He's been off the last few days sick with a, with a little bug. So, yeah, we'll, we'll miss him. He's a top player for us, but the lads who come in today, Stokes, he was outstanding today. He used his experience well, come out off, got the ball off the goalkeeper a lot, got us playing. So, it's a squad game at the minute. The lads know we're going to need everyone to pump in the next few weeks because it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So, 
the lads who were coming in are doing really, really well, especially the lone lads as well, the young lads. That was an eye-opener for them today. They won't have played in games like that before. So uh, I said to Julian, <laughs> I said, welcome to, welcome to playing against team like something, mate. And he just rolled his eyes at me. So uh, it's a big learning curve for him today. Joe Adams got the man of the match today, talking of lone players who've come in, the youngsters. Not everything went his way today, but he kept going and he created two or three good chances for others. And just his persistence is really admirable. That's what he knew, he doesn't stop, he, he just, his fitness is frightening, he, he was just all over the pitch and as you say, sometimes he, he got caught on the ball a few times, but I'd say second half especially, I think there's four chances he catered for us, and he nearly got goals out of it, and as I say, I'm complaining about that goal that was offside, he set that up and great bit of skill by him, so it was brilliant, and yeah. also it was great to see the academy there today, all our academy kids, and it, was, it was brilliant, so hopefully they can keep coming every week if we win. <laughs> Jed, a great win saying onwards and upwards to Tuesday. Thank you. How much of the, was it playing on your mind or how, how relieved are you that you finally got your first home win? Obviously, I've been saying it's not bothering me, but really deep down it, it, it was and obviously you need to get a win at, at home in front of the home fans and, and then we can move on from there. Now it's gone, we can move on and the pressure will be off at home now, so you don't need to be looking to get the three points. And we saw you setting the cones out and taking the pre-match warm-up today. Any idea what might be happening in terms of the backroom positions? Well, uh, not really, not at the minute. It won't be so deep next season, I don't think. So we'll just have to all muck in together and, and get on with it, which we have done today. You know, you're not you're not afraid to get your hands dirty, so you, you're going to be doing that again quite a bit then? Yeah, I don't mind. I, I actually like doing a warm, but it gets me out of the office because when I'm in the office, I'm a nervous wreck. So <laughs> at least I don't have to think about things when I'm on the pitch. It's, it's all about the lads getting them warm. So I'd take that all day, don't the way I feel in that office, i tell you. <laughs> Jed, enjoy the win and the weekend. Thank, Thank you. Much. Well, Joe, finally a home win for the, the new gaffer and uh, it was hard work but fully deserved. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, we got off to a good start in the, in the first half and then we, I thought we stopped doing what was working. The first 10 minutes getting me and Chaz a 2v1 with their, their side but then in the second half, I thought we had a lot of chances um, and should have been by a more comfortable scoreline really but yeah, it was a good win. Uh, good to get a first home win in a while in front of the fans so... Hopefully they can go home happy and we can move on to Tuesday. Nice for you to get an assist with the cross to the goal as well. Yeah, it was it was good play by Chaz. That was what we worked on in the week, overloading the wide areas. And then, obviously, me and Jed are getting to know each other. I uh, thought we found each other quite a lot in the box today. And it was good that he could. his movement was good for the goal. And, obviously, that's what we talk about before the game, what sort of movement strikers do. And, and happily, I found him. Last few weeks, there seems to be a lot of work on the training ground, which has come through on the match day with, with the goals that you've scored. Seems to be the way. Yeah, I'd say so. Obviously, the gaffer's putting his influence on stuff, but also lads are taking um, more confidence with the results that we're getting recently. I think we've not lost many games this year, I don't think. So I know we've had a few draws, but we've been lucky, unlucky here. Like the Mansfield game and the Harrogate game in the second half, we should be winning them games. But yeah, like you say, on the training pitch, we're, we're working hard to put to put stuff on the pitch on a Saturday and on a Tuesday. So yeah, it's, it's coming come off today and that's that, that makes us all happy. It was a much different game to last week at Crawley, wasn't it? I mean, you know, they are bottom of the league, but they, they fight for everything, they made it hard, but you were battling all the way to the end and, and you perhaps should have won by more. Yeah, well, you know, when, when Sutton come here or at their own place, they're not a bad team, they're just probably unlucky with results, but they're very hard to play against. Obviously, they're, they're very direct and dealing with the, the first ball, second balls, it's not, it's not easy to deal with, but when we've got the ball, we've got to show our quality and I felt, I felt we did that a lot more in the second half, especially and we came out with the three points but yeah they're, they're not a bad team they're just probably unlucky with the results this season but they're, they're a very tough t- team to play against and I felt we we got that message across to the players especially I've played against them quite a lot now 
that it was never going to be an easy game today and we had to be on it right from minute one and I felt we was. Nice for you as well as a defender to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I think it's been a long time since we kept one of them and probably unfortunate really to, to not keep one. We've been conceded just one goal and it's maybe been a bit unfortunate when we've conceded last week was probably my fault for the goal but it's just like little mistakes that we've been probably letting ourselves down with but today um, I, don't, I don't think they had many chances and we, we defended well. Tuesday night against Tranmere, they've certainly come good in the last couple of months, it'll be a tough test for you. Yeah, well they're, they're a good team, I think they, they play nice football from what I remember when we played them last time uh, and they've, they've got some good players so it will be a tough test, we've got to prepare right for Tuesday uh, rest well and hopefully we're at it the same way we was today Another three points in midweek and you're right up there aren't you? Yeah well we, we just got to take one game at a time like you say Tuesday's a big game for us like today was we've just got to keep taking one one game by a time and hopefully if we we keep thinking that way then by the end of the season we'll be in a good place It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio thanks so much for downloading this episode always appreciate it a reminder of course this is the only place where you can hear full match commentary of every single Morecambe game for free right here on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio on FM and DAB across North Lancashire and Morecambe Bay and of course as ever you can subscribe via iFollowShrimps at MorecambeFC.com this is Dave Salmon Games coming thick and fast then. I think we are playing, uh, weather permitting, uh, three of the next four Tuesdays. So the rest of February into early March is going to be pretty busy indeed. It does start to get a bit better actually as we go towards the latter part of the season. I think there's an eight game run where we have five home games and then the away fixtures are Accrington, Salford and Stockport. So it does start to ease up. Well, we have got a couple of lengthy away trips coming down the track, uh, but uh, not too bad on Tuesday. Just across uh, to the Wirral uh, to face Jed Brannan's old team, Tranmere Rovers. Jed played hundreds of games for Tranmere uh, when he was a young player before joining Manchester City for about three quarters of a million pounds in, I think it was 1997. And uh, of course, then uh, when on to have the playing career that he had so Jed of course is uh, chomping at the bit to get back to Prenton Park on Tuesday night if you're not heading down to the game full match commentary of course as ever from just before 7.40 ahead of the match I've been talking to Matt Jones Matt is from uh, or the man behind a trip to the moon a Tranmere Rovers fans podcast YouTube channel social media uh, just search a trip to the moon Tranmere Rovers uh, anywhere you like online all the socials everything about that will pop up uh, Matt the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Nigel Adkins men ahead of our trip there this coming Tuesday night so Matt thanks so much for jumping back on our podcast mate and uh, cutting into your evening I really really appreciate it uh, before we get going uh, remind us once more uh, about the podcast uh, what's it all about and, and why is it called A Trip to the Moon yeah so um, some of your older listeners may remember Tramme had a manager called Johnny King who is um, the most successful manager in the club's history, won three promotions with them as a manager. He took them to Wembley for two Leyland Daft finals. Um, He also got promoted with them as a player. Uh, And he was infamous for numerous, very wonderfully crafted ways of describing things. So um, he used to describe John Aldridge as the gunslinger because he could uh, get you down with one shot. Um, He... When when a season was getting close to the end, he would say to his players that, you know, a dove had just landed on the bow of a ship with a twig in her mouth. And if they keep rowing, they'll get to the end of the campaign. Um, 
Chris Malkin, who played for Tramway once, once told me this wonderful story about Johnny um, in that he went to Johnny King and said, can I have a new contract, please, Johnny, or boss or whatever he would have called him. And, and Johnny Sing, uh, King said to him, Chris, Chris, right. We've we've got we've got John Aldridge. He he's the roast chicken. We've got we've got Kenny Irons. He's the roast potatoes. We've got Johnny Morrissey. He's the carrots. We've got Pat Nevin. He's the Yorkshire puddings. He went, Chris, you're just the gravy. <laughs> um, but uh, he he had some other wonderful phrases as well, and and one of them was that he said that when he when he took Tranmere up through the divisions and. And they were on the cusp of getting into the Premier League. He said he was taking them on a trip to the moon. So so that's where, uh, a long-winded way of saying, that's where the, the podcast name comes from. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Um, since we last played, Matt, a lot has happened for both teams. Most notably, we've changed our manager. We'll talk more about Jed in, in a sec, because obviously a very strong connection going into the game. But uh, you've gone from having a, an interim manager to a permanent manager, and it's still Nigel Atkins. It is, and and when we last spoke, Nigel Atkins wasn't doing particularly well as interim manager, was he? Um, they were in this very strange flux kind of period, and I think I probably said to you that they needed to decide what they wanted to do. They needed to to make or give some clarity on that managerial situation. And I'm just looking back on the fixtures now. Yeah, they'd lost they'd lost a few games, hadn't they? They lost three or four in a row after they were beaten one nil uh, by Morecambe away at Morecambe. Uh, and a few games later, or a couple of weeks later, Nigel Atkins got confirmed as permanent manager, which took a lot of people by a little bit of surprise, but it hasn't half worked. Um, th- the fact that he is now permanent manager has allowed him to start, I wouldn't say wielding the axe, because that's not how Nigel Atkins works. It's not the kind of character he is, but he's been able to print what he wants on this team. He's got a set 11, pretty much, or certainly a set 13 or 14, who he calls upon. Uh, week in, week out. He's got a set way of playing now, tactically much better set up uh, and much more suited to the the players that he's got. And, and as such, Tranmere have started winning a significant amount of games. So it's it really has all changed since he took charge and, and long may it continue. Absolutely. I, I think when we played earlier in the season, it's fair to say that uh, you were not in relegation trouble per se, um, but you, it, it hadn't quite gone to plan. I disagree. I think they absolutely were in relegation trouble. Um, and there were a lot of fans who were fearing a return to the National League. Um, they weren't scoring goals. The away form was absolutely pitiful. Um, by the time we came to, to Morecambe, uh, Tramis still hadn't picked up a point away from home. It, and we're talking the end of October here. The, the away record was dismal. They were having players sent off left, right and centre when it came to away games. There was no discipline. They couldn't keep a goal out. They, they they were barely keeping a clean sheet. I think they'd only kept one in the league up to this point. They were in all kinds of bother. And it's only really the fact that Sutton and Forest Green have been even worse and remain even worse, that they were they were staying out of that bottom two or in touch with the, the 22 teams above them, if you like. So I think they were in big relegation trouble. The fact that they have found that settled team is one thing. I think the other key factor is there's a little lad called Rob Apter playing on the right wing and he's absolutely outstanding. He's on loan at the club from Blackpool, actually came through the club's youth academy and if Tranmere hadn't closed their academy, uh, in my opinion, prematurely and wrongly in 2018, then Rob Apter may well still have been a Tranmere player permanently. But as it is, he left Rovers, he went to Blackpool and they've now got him back on a loan deal from Blackpool. And th- there was a point in the season where 
all bar one of Tranmere's wins had come in games that Rob Apter had started. Uh, there was a point when he went back to Blackpool after the New Year's Day win over Notts County that he had won seven of the 11 league matches which he had started and he was scoring goals and he was assisting goals and he missed the 1-0 defeat at Barrow on the 6th of January because that return loan deal hadn't been sorted yet but he has played a significant role in the form improving and he, he played a significant role in, in the 2-1 win at Grimsby uh, a few weeks ago as well when he got the opening goal for Tranmere that day. So there's a few factors pulling them away from danger and, and he's certainly one of them. He only came off the bench, as I recall, in, in, in our reverse fixture, but you could see the quality he had cutting in uh, from wide and uh, it, it's hard to, to, to pin it on one player usually, Matt, isn't it? But uh, sometimes that one player can be the spark and make all the difference to the whole rest of the team. Absolutely. And him playing on the right wing means that they're not playing Christian Dennis, who's the centre-forward out on the right wing. I mean, we've not really seen Christian Dennis because of injury, but it means he's not playing out of position or someone else isn't out of position there. It means Kieran Morris can go to the left wing and Kieran Morris has probably just had the best month to six weeks of his Tranmere career. So more people are playing more positions. If you're offering more of a goal threat going forward, which they clearly are, then your defence isn't having to worry as much because opposition teams are more concerned about what they need to do at the back as opposed to what they need to do going forward. And that means there's less of an onus on Tramir's back four. Jordan Turnbull has found some brilliant form, which we haven't seen for a while at centre-half. And Tom Davis seems to have improved because of it at centre-half. So that one thing just seems to have released five or six others. And it's made a huge difference. And now comfortably... In mid-table, Matt, I suppose, given where you were, you'd you'd certainly take that and go onwards and upwards between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it's hard to know where you're looking at, really, for the end of the season, because I mean, I, I, last time I looked at the table, I think it's still the case, they're only seven points off the playoffs. Um, well, you know, it, Tranmere are not good enough to make the playoffs, in my opinion. There's a lot of teams in between them and the playoffs who have games in hand on Tranmere which makes a big difference. But when, when the gap is that small and the gap now turns to the bottom two is 15, 16 points, whatever it is, you, you do look at that table and think, well, what if? What if they hadn't been so awful in the opening seven or eight games of the season? What if they can put together another string of results like they did over Christmas where they won four in a row? Now, it's much harder to close in on the playoffs than it is to pull away from the bottom two because... By its very nature, those teams above them are winning more games than the teams below them. But as long as that gap remains so small, fans will have varying degrees of excitement and ambition as to where they can finish. Now, my opinion is it would take something quite miraculous for them to break into that top seven. But as I say, as it stands, you just never know. And, and as long as they stay around that mid-table and don't sink below kind of 15th, 16th and, and can kind of keep pushing on and keep looking up then... You're reasonably pleased, as you say, given where they were. So the caveat, we are, we're talking on Thursday evening before our respective games on, on the Saturday, weather permitting, of course, it's absolutely tipping it down here at the moment. You've got Notts County in seventh place and Bradford City in 18th place, seven points separating 11 places in the table. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever known a, a division that tight at this stage of the season, but like you say, that makes it open to anybody. And every season, Matt, there's always a dark horse that comes up on the rails, isn't there? So it could be Morecambe, it could be Tramir, it could be somebody else. It could be anyone, couldn't it? And um, it will be fascinating to see 
who it is. It is a strange league this year. I think the two teams at the bottom are probably two of the worst teams I've seen at this level for quite some time. Certainly the amount of points that they're picking up reflects that. Whether their new managers will have an impact waits to be seen. They, they may well do and they may well start picking up points. But um, those two teams are not picking up that many wins or draws. And that means obviously a lot of the mid-table teams are possibly picking up more team points than they normally would. I also think that the, the difference between the kind of average, if you like, the run-of-the-mill teams in the league this year is, is not that much. Whereas in previous years, there's probably been quite a big gap. There is a big gap between probably the top four or five and the rest. But from seventh to 16th, 17th down, as you say, is there that much of a difference? Probably not. Table says not. So it could be anyone, couldn't it? Let's talk about Jed Brannan then before we talk about uh, the game itself. Goes without saying, Matt, how many games he played? About 300 games for Tranmere. He's a bit of a legend at the club. He is. He's a little bit before my time, um, but anyone you speak to will tell you that he's one of the best players that has come through that club's academy system. And, you know, he went on to be a, a real hero at Brenton Park. I remember seeing him play in the old Masters competition. If anyone remembers that, the old kind of veteran competition, which Tranmere were incredibly successful in. They actually won the Liverpool edition three years running. And it was basically because they had Johnny King's team. Uh, in their early to mid-40s, turning out every week and, and beating teams like they're used to in their pomp when they're in their, their, their kind of their prime. Uh, and Jed was one of the, the players in that. Had Jed on the podcast nearly, it's coming up to nearly three years ago, actually, since Jed was on. And at that point, he'd just kind of taken some tentative steps back into coaching with Accrington Stanley because he was out of the game for a long, long time, wasn't he? And then Suddenly turned up at Accrington and he was doing the under-23s and little bits and bobs there. I think that only, if I, if I misquote, I'm sorry, but I think that only came about because he bumped into John Coleman in his bar in in, in Southport because Jeb Brannan owns a bar or owned a bar. And he basically got back into football that way. So to see him then move to Morecambe and then become Morecambe manager was quite a surprise to everyone, but all the best to him. Um, I think it'll be the first time he's come up against Tranmere. As a uh, as a former Tranmere player, apart from his playing days, because Accrington have only just come down, and obviously Accrington and Tranmere haven't been in the same league while he was at Accrington. So, you know, it, it'll be great to see him back in the uh, in the the dugout, if you like, as a uh, a, a visiting player. Funnily enough, when he was at Tranmere, the away dugout would have been the home dugout, so it'd be the home dugout that he used to sit in. Uh, or the same dugout that he used to sit in, but he'll get lots of well wishes from the the, the fans at Prenton Park, particularly the older generation who remember him fondly. I mean, he looks exactly the same now as he did when he played. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He hasn't. He's he's surprisingly smooth faced for fifty two years old. To be, to be perfectly honest, and uh, he's got a nice glow about him. For some reason, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think Jed is uh, is, is uh, super excited to be uh, go- going back and uh, uh, being up against his uh, the team that all well, the team that made him, I suppose, as both a player uh, and, and then latterly as a coach and manager. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone who'd still be associated from when he was here, but I don't think there were. I mean, there were a couple of players on the coaching staff who are still who who were just about coming through before Jed left. There's Joe Murphy, who's I think 41, going on 42, and still second-choice goalkeeper, club's oldest ever player. Joe made his debut for Tranmere 1999 in a League Cup tie against Oxford. So he might have been around 
just about by the time that Jed was coming through. And there's also Andy Parkinson, who is the first team coach, who joined Tranmere from Liverpool in about 1997 or 1998. So again, he might have crossed paths with Jed Brannan towards the very end of Jed's coaching career. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt that Jed and Parky will know each other because they're both footballers from Merseyside. They, they all, they'll have knocked around in charity games and whatever uh, many times in the past. So there's no doubt they'll know each other. But in terms of people who are still employed or have been employed by the club, that were employed by the club when Jed was here, I can't imagine there are, there are anyone left. I mean, we are talking nearly 30 years ago, so that's probably not a surprise. Have you got any idea, Matt, what uh, Tramir Rovers' record transfer fee might be? Tramway's record transfer fee for a player bought or player sold? Player sold. Uh, player sold. Technically speaking, it's Steve Simonson at about £1.8 million. Okay. Now, there is some conjecture over whether they ever got all of that money from Everton um, because Peter Johnson, Tramway's owner until 1994, bought Everton and then Steve Simonson was bought by Everton from Tramway and a lot of the deal was based on him making a certain number of appearances for Everton. and He didn't quite reach uh, too many, but technically speaking, I think it might have been Stimo. Um, if not, Jason Kumas was maybe about two. It could have been Kumas, actually. Kumas, when he went to, to West Brom, was a very sizable fee as well, but Brannan won't be that far behind. I was just wondering that because uh, I think he was about three quarters of a mil, wasn't he, to Man City? So uh, couldn't be far off your transfer record. No, they, they had a period in the mid-90s. They, they, had, they had a very, very successful youth coach called Warwick Grimmer who brought through a, a phenomenal number of young players um, who went on to, to success. Um, Ian Nolan was sold to Sheffield Wednesday for about a million pounds. Pretty much the same figure for Alan Rogers when he went to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Kenny Irons went for big money to Huddersfield. Same for John McGreal to Ipswich, Ryan Taylor to Wigan for about 750 grand, Ian Hume to Leicester for about 500 grand. I mean, the estimation is that Warwick Grimmer and his player sales made around about 10 to 15 million quid for the club, which in the 1990s was, I mean, it would be huge now. In the 1990s, it was massive uh, as well and basically kept them afloat. And Jed, Jed was very much one of his, his star turns. Let's look at the game on Tuesday then, Matt, in a bit more detail. Not too long ago since we played each other last time out, but uh, what do we need to know about a, a current Nigel Adkins, Tranmere Rovers? What's changed since a few months ago, if anything? Uh, formations, wants to watch. Tell us everything we need to know. And they're much more compact now. Um, I mean, to be fair, he was probably just about starting that transition when Tranmere played Morecambe, but he hadn't made that switch to 4-4-2 at that point. It was, it was still a 4-3-3. It's now very much a 4-4-2. It's Rob Apter on the right wing, assuming everyone's fit. It's it's Kieran Morris on the left wing. And then it's Connor Jennings and A.N. Other up front. It's Regan Hendry. It's Brad Walker in the centre of midfield. It's Turnbull and Davis at centre-half. It's McGee at centre uh, defence. It's going to be O'Connor at right-back. And if he's fit, it's going to be Wood at left-back. I can name you the start in 11. I can name you starting 10. It just depends who the other centre-forward, depending on fitness, is alongside Jennings. That's how much of a, a well-drilled side they are now. He knows who his best players are and he picks his best players. There's no fiddling around. There's no dropping someone one week and then bringing them in the next week, apart from maybe that other centre-forward, which has had a, a little bit of twisting and turning over. Generally speaking, it's the same 10 players that play every week. They, they are well-drilled. They know their roles. They attack well down both flanks. They don't create a huge number of chances for the centre-forward. 
But that doesn't mean there aren't shooting opportunities for those wide players. And that's where Rob Aptor and Kieran Morris have got those goals uh, of late. So that they are much a team where you can kind of put your style, you know what you're going to expect when they turn up now, which I don't think was the case, certainly going into the autumn, coming out of it possibly was. Um, and they're, they're just, they're a better team. They've, they've got more confidence. They have more belief in themselves. The manager believes in them. The fans believe in them. They're incredibly strong at home. I mean, the results at home have been really good. I mean, you look at the home form and you go, well, last two, they haven't won at home. Well, one was against Crew, held Crew to a nil-nil draw. Crew only had one shot on target in the whole game. Granted, Tranmere didn't have a shot on target in the game. And, and I think that maybe slightly exposed the weakness that Tranmere have in, in their centre-four positions when Dennis and when Norris are out injured. And the, the game before was a 2-1 loss against MK Dons and MK Dons scored in the 97th minute of, of six minutes added on. So, you know, they've, they've played two pretty good teams of late at home and held them. Before that, they beat Notts County 4-2. Um, so they're good at home. They've got the crowd behind them. As I say, they're confident and, and they're tough to beat. We've had back-to-back away wins though, Matt. And we've come from behind to win on, on both occasions. That's despite losing all of our lone players in January, losing our 15-goal top scorer in the window. So uh, we're not too bad away from home. We put five past Doncaster as well on the road. So uh, are you in any way worried about the threat that more compose on Tuesday? Young Michael Mellon getting the goals, wasn't it? Until he left, obviously a name that Tranmere fans will be familiar with more so for his dad than for him himself. Um, look, as I say, Tranmere have done well against Crew lately. I think they showed MK Dons too much respect. That's my opinion. I th- MK Dons thoroughly deserved to win that game, even if the goal that they scored shouldn't really have stood, in my opinion, because it came so late. Um, but they, they they have beat good teams at home. Should they be worried about Morecambe? Possibly, but if I think, I think I would say for any team in this division, any team, doesn't matter who you are, you shouldn't be worried about who you're playing at home. You should be worried about chalking up points yourself. Away from home, it's a different matter. There's some very good teams in this division who have got very good home form, um, and and Tramir don't. Well, they have of late they've been better, but they don't travel too well in the last couple of years. So if it was away from home, it'd be a different matter. But at home, I just feel like they're building up a bit of a head of steam now. They're winning games. Um, will they concede? Probably, but I'd back them to score one or two at the other end. Interesting. Sounds like it's going to be a, a, a good encounter down on, on Tuesday, Matt. Weather permitting, I say the, the rain needs to stop, doesn't it, all round? It's not looking great at the moment, but uh, I think we are looking forward very much to the uh, the Jed Brannan derby on, on Tuesday night. It should be a good occasion. Uh, I'm just looking. The crew game was a nil-nil draw, as I say, recently. That's the only game... Uh, Tram we've had at home which hasn't seen both teams score since November so you'd, you'd fancy both ends to, to see some kind of action Matt really appreciate time I'll get you far longer than what I said I would so apologies about that but uh, it's been a good natter all along last question before you go where uh, or what constitutes a good rest of season for Tram where are you going to finish at the end of April Um, look, it's a really hard question to answer without sounding uh, like I'm sitting on the fence because if you'd said to me in August where's a good season I'd have said top seven Tranmere I feel are a big club for this level um, you know I grew up watching them in, in the championship and then saw them play 13 consecutive years in League One so my opinion is that they're a big club for this level and they should always be aiming for top seven but I don't think that they've actually got the budget and I certainly don't think they've got the squad to compete at that that, that level as was shown by the first three months of the season so if you were to offer me 10th or top 10 now 
I'd say that's a decent finish. It's it's an improvement on last year. It's around about where they were in 2021, 2022. So, you know, if they can get there, I'd be pretty happy, I think. Matt, thanks very much once again. A trip to the moon. Where do we find that on, on the socials and online? Uh, just go to www.atriptothemoonpod.co.uk uh, or you can find us on YouTube, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Just search for A Trip to the Moon podcast on Google and, and, and we'll come up. Fantastic, Matt. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be a, one of those tight uh, second halves of the campaign, isn't it? I don't think uh, come the end of April there'll be much separating about 10 teams. Hopefully we're in that top half or, or maybe even higher. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.